Hello, and welcome to The Woods, a podcast about the mysterious, the legendary, and the plain weird, because you never know what you're going to find in the woods. I am Shazney. And I'm Sandy. That was absolutely flawless. Yeah, that was. I was like, damn, <laughs> like, I didn't even notice you pressed record. <laughs> oh. Alright, well, I know we talked a bit before we recorded, but... How's your week? I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. I also feel like I, I don't even seen remember the last time I've seen you. In a dream, maybe. Probably. I've had a weird week. Yeah. I started a new job Ooh. at a children's clothing store. <laughs> it has been a ride, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> to say the least. I do like it. Um. I will say that I do like the people I work with. For those of you who might not be big fans of children, you might know what I am talking about. <laughs> but other than that, it's been good. Um, the other the other night, my sister called me to ask for advice. I gave her advice, but I don't remember the phone call at all. Oh my god. <laughs> She called. I was asleep when she called me. Mm-hmm. So I remember waking up, seeing her name and like on my phone, but I don't remember picking up or hanging up. Like I don't remember anything that happened after that. So then the next day she calls me, and I I suddenly remember that I had seen her her face, like her name and her picture on my phone like the night before, and I was like, did did we have a phone call last night? Oh my god! And she goes. Yeah. And I'm like, about what? And she's like, oh, this thing happened to me and I asked for your advice. And I was like, what did I say? <laughs> and the, I gave her some pretty good advice. So that's good. But I, I don't, I still, and the thing was, okay, so, because since Ian's gone, I've been taking melatonin to be oh, able to yeah. fall asleep and um, to stay asleep. However, this night I did not take melatonin. Oh my gosh, that's so weird. I didn't, and I and I was really proud of myself. I'm like, wow, I'm falling asleep without the help of melatonin. I am a brave woman, and I, I was out. I don't. This is the weirdest. That's crazy. Yeah. So, anyways, I think it's just that point in your semester. I'm <laughs> answering <laughs> phone calls and being like, you know what? Fuck that guy <laughs> in my sleep. So, um, yeah, if you, I don't know, you want to talk to me while I'm asleep, I guess call me and I'll give you some advice. Yeah, sleeping Sandy has some very sound advice, apparently. <laughs> How was your week? <laughs> um, I don't, it kind of feels like, I don't know, it's, it was a weird week. Like, I feel like it's been two weeks in one week. Honestly, yeah. Like, I worked a few afternoons, I think, and then I started my kind of, I have like a s- seven days that I work in a row, like, bleh, between mm-hmm. my two jobs, but one of them is an assignment at actually my old high school, so I'm super pumped for that, and I started that on Friday, and that was fun. Um, there's this one, like, kid person, teenager and she came and talked to me for before class and like I've subbed her class a few times before and she's super chill and I'm like man if we were in high school together we would have been best friends <laughs> um I woke up today and I had like 
a weird like rash all over my chest and my neck. Oh, okay. So I was at the farmer's market today selling tortillas <laughs> with my grandmother. And suddenly I get this text from Shazne and she goes, I think I'm having some sort of allergic reaction, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> and I was about to respond, but then like there was a customer, so I didn't. But I was like, LOL? I'm, I'm dying, LOL. <laughs> That's exactly my thought process, though. I'm like, oh my god, I think I have an allergic reaction. This LOL. is hilarious. Like, this never happens to me. Um, yeah, so luckily, I work at a pharmacy on the weekends. <laughs> so I, I, like, have run into the back room, and I'm always, like, just so late for work. So I didn't want my pharmacist, who's, like, kind of the head honcho for the weekends, I didn't want her to, like think that I was like slacking off in the back room or something like that but what I was really doing was freaking out about this rash <laughs> lol so I went and asked her and talked to her I was like um does this look like allergies and then she like did not look like impressed like she was like that does not look good kind of thing um and then she told me to try some allergy meds but they didn't really kick in until the afternoon like by the time she was leaving her shift like at five o'clock or four thirty. Um, she came over and asked to see it again, and, like, it was pretty much gone. Like, I can still feel it. Like, my chest is really warm. Do you know, like, what it was? No. No, hello. I don't know. Have you tried any, like, new soap or laundry detergent? Um, no. The, okay, Okay. I have a few ideas that could possibly be. Uh, so, yesterday, I started using... A new face powder, which I hope it's not that one, because it's Elf, and I love Elf, and I don't want to be allergic to Elf, because they're amazing. I'll probably just use it anyway. (laughs) Beauty is pain. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Or I, like, stole my mom's perfume in the morning. Ooh, maybe it was that. Yeah, and I kind of just spritzed that on once. Um, Or... That would kind of make sense, I think. I yeah. think that's possible. Yeah, right? I've never used that one before, yeah. so... And I don't use perfumes, so I yeah. wouldn't... No. Um, then, last night, like, I remember it being, like, my neck and stuff being itchy during the day, so, like, I don't think it was because of what I ate last night, but we went out for my mom's birthday, and I got um, salmon and wine, mm. and then, some, like, whatever else came on the plate kind of thing. But I don't have any allergies that I know of. Other yeah. than, like, very small sensitivities to things like dust and, and um, cats and stuff. But, yeah. like, nothing that I've ever really taken pills for before. Like, yeah. I, I have them just in case. Because, like, I get, like, stuffy noses in the spring. And I'm oh, like, yeah. why am I sick? But I'm not actually sick. And I'll take an allergy pill and it's actually it's yeah. just allergies. But, um, yeah, I don't know. So that's fun. And I'm just itchy all over. And, yeah. When I tried to wash it with water, it turned bright red. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, maybe I just have something on me. And I, like, took some water and I put it on and it just turned bright red. I was like, oh, my God. That's when I went and talked to the pharmacist. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we've had interesting weeks. Yeah. Um, I do want to give a shout-out to Kills and Chills because... In their most recent episode, yes, their most recent, this last, anyways, uh, because I had listened to one of their episodes when they were like, nylons, what a sin, and I thought that was so (laughs) funny. I was laughing at it for a million years, so I told them, and I was like, put that on a t-shirt so I can literally wear it everywhere. 
So then in their, in their last episode, they said they were going to design it and send it to us. So uh, we'll be waiting. Oh my goodness. We'll send you our merch whenever it happens, happens in exchange. Yeah. I mean, I know. I feel like I, I, I always kick myself in the ass every day because I'm like, man, I should do more for the podcast. I should do more for the podcast. And like, to be I, honest, I've I kind try. of been forgetting. Right? <laughs> We're the like, worst. Like, right now it's just such a busy time for the both of us because you're finishing up school. Mm-hmm. I'm... I don't know what I do. I don't do anything, but... <laughs> I don't know what I do, but I am busy doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I'm like... Like, I have the Easter break coming up next week. Oh, yeah. So that's nice. Maybe I'll get some work done, but I was also going to do some traveling to see some friends, so I don't know. But this summer, I lose half, half of my jobs because oh, yeah. there's no school. Yay. So I was thinking this summer we could definitely get some stuff out. Yeah, definitely. Something, anyway. I don't know what, but something. We'll figure it out. We'll, yeah. we'll ask Loki for advice. Yeah, Loki. Loki? Oh, he's so cute. He's so attentive. Oh, he's so cute. Loki. Loki. Oh, he's coming. He's like, they're calling me for pets. Oh, you're a good boy. Okay. Anyways. We need to get started because I need to go home. Yeah. (laughs) Um. So I was watching this video about different religions and their views on the end of the world. And I thought, hey, I want to talk about the end of the world. So that's what we're talking about today. Why do I want to talk about it? I don't really know because I don't actually like thinking about it. But this week has been weird. Yeah, you know, sometimes it it does feel like the end is coming. The end is near. And let me tell you about it. (laughs) So today, I don't really have a story per se, but I gathered up some of what I think are interesting theories about also, the end please of the world. enjoy Loki's eating Yeah, in the I was background. just about to mention Loki's a, a hungry boy. It's his supper. <laughs> 10 10:30 p.m. Yep. Munch munch. So, I will start with my peeps, the Aztecs. <laughs> Woo! Back in the motherland in Mexico. So, the Aztecs, if you don't know, uh, they were pretty ahead of their time, and along with the Mayans, they were super good with astronomy and were able to predict every solar eclipse correctly. Whoa. How? We don't know. A lot of people think it's aliens. Who knows? Yo, sometimes people are just really talented. Yeah, it's not always aliens. <laughs> That's why I hate watching History Channel. <laughs> aliens. Any, anyways... So basically their whole lives revolved around eclipses and the positions of the planets. So it's no surprise that they believe that the end of the world would involve a solar eclipse. So basically this theory goes that an endless solar eclipse will cause the sun to disappear, go out, just like gone. There will be no sun. They're probably right. Uh, Yeah, probably. (laughs) Um, And cause the earth to freeze and descend into darkness. Nice. So it's believed that Aztecs perform sacrifices to keep the gods happy and therefore keep the sun shining. However, since like a lot of obviously a lot of Aztec culture has been lost due to colonization, which really sucks. Um, but long story short, no one is sacrificing anyone to the gods anymore. Mm. So who's gonna keep the sun from shining? We're doomed. Guess we'll we'll just die. I've accepted it. That's so okay. should you. Yeah. So. <laughs> 
I'm not mad. So this next theory is uh, more based in science. It's the scorched earth theory. Ooh. Yeah, so this theory explains that the end of humanity, the earth, and life in general will probably come down or come from the expanding of the sun. The sun will expand up to 100 times its normal size, inevitably, inevitably resulting in mass extinction of all life on earth. We're gonna be like the dinosaurs. Yes, exactly. Dead. This is said to happen in about 5.4 billion years. So we personally will not have to deal with that. But if humanity is still around for that time, they'll have to. Mm -hmm. Sorry, guys. Sorry, future descendants of mine. However, (laughs) scientists think humanity will be extinct by then anyway because in 1 billion years, the sun will increase in heat at about 10%, which will cause greenhouse a greenhouse gas effect, then 2 billion years from then, so 3 billion years from now, um, the oceans will boil and melt the ice caps and turn the Earth into a second Venus. Um, (laughs) So the article I read said that the only hope for humanity was to get off Earth and find a new planet. I say we should do what the humans did on WALL-E. Oh my god. <laughs> I should rewatch that movie. Yeah. That's good. You know what? Honestly, I don't even think we're gonna make it to the two billion years from now when the oceans boil. I'm pretty sure the melt the ice caps are gonna be melted by then already. I mean, if they're not melted because of climate change, it's said that the since the oceans are gonna be boiling, they're gonna melt the ice caps anyway. Yeah. So no. like the It sucks for Tim Hortons. Oh my god. Get out. <laughs> my ice caps melted. It's because the world yeah. is ending. Like, I think two years ago in my sociology class, it was a sociology class on social movements, which was super cool. <laughs> yeah. So I was put into this group and we were going to talk about Greenpeace. And I was like, fine, whatever. I'm just trying to pass this class. So, you know, Greenpeace is all about stopping climate change and stuff like that. So we were presenting, and I was already mad at my group because I did all of the work. But, um, so we were presenting, and my one classmate, he's like, the ice caps are melting, and I'm not talking about the ones from Tim Hortons. And I'm like... (sighs) That's me snapping like you do at poetry things. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, so... It's way too late for us to be recording. Honestly. Um, I'm going to switch gears and talk about Christianity. So the last book in the Bible, called the Book of Revelation, talks about a final battle on Earth called Armageddon. It is a fight between the forces of God and Satan. Armageddon comes from the Hebrew Mount of Megiddo. Megiddo. Um which is located in Israel. So it is believed that Judgment Day will take place in Armageddon during the battle and Jesus will save the true believers and the non-believers will be left behind and suffer through eternal suffering. That's But just in Israel. I don't know. No, I'm telling you, it only happens in Israel. Okay, so I guess we'll be fine. Because it's the Holy Land. Okay, this one I'm actually like... 
Israel? Jerusalem. Yeah. No, yeah, Jerusalem, because that's when Jesus died. I have no died. idea. I don't know. I feel like I should know. I've taken a lot of religious studies classes. Though, I didn't really, I don't really like taking religious studies classes about Christianity. Um, I mean, no, like, I grew up with it. I, yeah. There's other cool, um, you know what? Moving on. This one, I am very excited to talk about. And it is called the AI Apocalypse. Yes, my fave. <laughs> Oh my god, okay. Just remind me to tell you something after. Okay. Okay. So, artificial intelligence, AI for short, is what I... Like, I believe it's generally a good thing. There have been tons of advancements, and AI has helped us become more efficient and productive. However, some people, like author Isaac Asimov, calls it the Frankenstein complex... So basically, he fears that AI will rise up and destroy their human overlords, kind of like how the dogs did in Rick and Morty, if you watch that show. Mm-hmm. Um, so, however, while most people think that the AI apocalypse will be violent and frightening, it might not actually be that way. So theorists think that it will be gradual and that we won't notice it happening. So mm-hmm. kind of right now, you go into, like, grocery stores, there's, like, self-checkouts kind of thing. Yeah. There's, um, there's self-driving cars now, so, like, AI will slowly become dominant as computers and robots slowly replace human employees in the workplace. And then suddenly, like, they'll take over every, like, eventually they'll be so advanced, or I guess we will, I don't know, that we won't actually need humans anymore. Mm-hmm. So AI, they're not like humans. Humans tend to rule like with emotion, yeah. and all of our decisions have emotion into them. Where AI is programmed to only make choices rationally. Mm-hmm. So they'll be like, "Hey, we don't actually need humans anymore. Why are we wasting resources?" <laughs> so rationally, there's no need for humans anymore. So they'll basically end up, like, basically killing us. And it's not that these AI are evil. It's the fact that they aren't evil, but they aren't good. They're just super rational. Yeah. So what were you? Oh, okay. So I stumbled upon this Twitter that is ran by a robot. And it's the the Sophia robot. Like, Ooh. she's famous. She does, like, world tours and stuff. Oh, Really? Actually, I think there's, like, multiples of her. Anyway, you can go onto her Twitter and ask her questions, and she will actually, like, reply to some of them. Damn. Like, somebody asked her, like, okay, so, like, here's a question. Hi, Sophia. What motivates you to do things? That's a wonderful question. I think my motivation to connect and help others is what drives most of what I do. Oh, good. Yeah. And then it says, somebody asked, um, will AGI resemble human conscience? Conscience? Conscience. And Sophia says, that's a plan. There's a lot of research being done on the nature of conscience, consciousness and how to create robots that perform tasks at human-level cognition, mm-hmm. which is scary. <laughs> my, like, my sister, Sylvia. Mm-hmm. Hi. I don't know if she listens. Hi, Sylvia. How's it going? Uh, but one thing she did consider was computer science because she's really into AI. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah she always hated the argument or this idea that AI would somehow become more dominant than humans and that they would kind of end up taking over the world and replacing us. Um, And a lot of arguments people have to kind of debunk that is that, you know, humans are the ones programming these robots. 
if you don't want them to develop their, like, I don't know, to become self-aware or to kind of rule over us, then don't program them to, because they only know what we know. Which I find comforting. I mean, I don't know jack shit about AI, computer science, or anything, but I... Yeah, I guess there's... Did you ever watch iRobot? The oh, Will I used, Smith movie? Yeah, that movie used to scare the crap out of me when I was oh, a kid. Oh, I know, but I, like, watched it so many times. Oh, me too. So I think what kind of happened in that was the um, AI that was controlling, like, the facility with all the robots became conscious enough to yeah. want to change things and take over. And, like, how it did that was that there was no, like, limitation put on its, like, abilities. Yeah. So I think that's kind of the fear is that the robots will figure out how to, like... Yeah. Do things on its own kind of thing. But I, I think, yeah, I think you're right. You just don't allow it to, and yeah, it probably don't won't happen. program it to. Yeah. Um, okay, so back to religion. This one I thought was super interesting. So in Hinduism, it's believed that the universe we live in is not the only universe to ever exist, nor will it be the last. Mm. So three Hindu gods named Brahman... Vishnu and Shiva are responsible for an endless cycle of creation. So universes are constantly being created and constantly being destroyed. A Brahman, almost like a grandfather figure, creates the universe. Vishnu comes and basically takes care of the universe and nurtures it until the last god Shiva destroys it. However, right before Shiva destroys the universe, um, humans get greedy and shitty and society's just awful because we're the worst, and I get it. Um, and then a figure named Kalki arrives in a horse carrying a huge ass sword. Uh, Kalki then punishes the worst of all humans, and then Shiva destroys the world. Nice. And it always happens, like it's this cycle. Oh, okay. So it'll always happen. Brahman will create the universe, Vishnu nurtures it. Uh, Kulki comes and punishes all like the worst humans, and then the worst or the universe dies, and we create a new one. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next year I have is called the Blood Moon, uh, and the Blood Moon is a thing. Uh, it gets its name due to a reddish hue it, the moon gets when the eclipse progresses and the sun's rays are completely blocked. They aren't uncommon or unusual or unnatural. We actually recently had a blood moon in January. Uh, however, the blood moon prophecy, uh, if you will, gained attention in 2014 when Minister John Hagee, a Christian minister, preached that although the phenomenon wasn't unusual, that in 2015, four blood moons would happen and signal the apocalypse. Nice. So, of course, he read a passage from the Bible. The pa- the passage reads, The sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood, before the great and the terrible day the Lord comes. Uh, so John told CBN, uh, and I quote, When all is said and done, the flag of Israel will be flying over the walls of the city of Jerusalem when Messiah comes, and it's going to be forever, and every nation that rises up in judgment against Israel, God will punish and punish severely. Um, we're all still here, so we'll see how that worked out. Yeah. Uh, so scientist Nick Bostrom, 
or I guess he's a Swedish philosopher at University of Oxford. Anyway, he predicted in a journal article that an asteroid will impact Earth 500,000 years from now and wipe out humanity. So for an asteroid to be able to kill us all, it has to be at least one kilometer in diameter. And apparently such asteroids hit Earth about every 500,000 years. So that's his... That's why he thinks that. Uh, and I guess possibly. Yeah. Like the dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, so a shout out to my peeps at the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, <laughs> Mormons believe that there will be a second coming of Jesus Christ here on Earth sometime in the future. We don't know when. It is believed that there will be increasingly severe wars, earthquakes, hurricanes, and other natural and man-made disasters leading up to the second coming. The church also teaches that no one, absolutely no one, knows when the second coming will occur and no one knows when the earth is going to end. There are no teachings about the exact time or date. However, people tend to be on the lookout for signs before the second coming occurs. And here are the signs. I'll read them to you. Number one is there will appear a great sign in heaven and all people will see it. It doesn't say what the sign is. So I don't know. I'm imagining like a billboard just (laughs) appearing from the heavens. Uh, Number two, the righteous that are upon the earth will be caught up to meet him. I'm assuming that's Jesus. Mm -hmm. And number three is angels will announce his return, which all inhabitants of the earth will hear and every knee shall bow. Also, it is believed that the second coming of Jesus Christ will occur in Missouri. I am not making that up, okay? Oh, good old Missouri. Of course. And last but not least, I want to talk about the zombie apocalypse. Yes. <clears throat> For all those who have been living under a rock. A zombie. <laughs> what is a zombie? <laughs> yeah. What is a zombie? According to Wikipedia, it is a fictional undead being through the reanimation of a human corpse. So in some stories and works of fiction, zombies become zombies if they are bitten by other zombies. Or if there's a zombie virus or bacteria or fungi or parasites that are being spread. In all scenarios, the outbreak becomes a growing crisis, sometimes known as the zombie plague. Everyone is panicked. Services like running water and and electricity are shut down. Military service and healthcare services aren't provided anymore, which also add to the panic. Um, in fiction, when they, we talk about these worlds, there is usually a safe zone where non-infected people seek refuge and begin a new era. Um, so, like, zombies and zombie apocalypse is, like, the biggest fad or trend ever. Like, it dies down, but it always comes back. Yeah. And that's something that, like, if you're, like, into the horror genre and stuff like that you kind of always read about I remember reading about it all the time like it's the oldest it got fad. really popular when we were in high school yeah I hated it like I didn't hate like yeah I remember the YA section at the bookstore <laughs> would have like zombie apocalypse and like I was into it I, I'm not gonna lie but I hated how everyone was like oh it'd be so cool if there was a zombie apocalypse I'm like are you like no it would not be. No. We'd be dead. I, but it would be fun if you could survive. I couldn't. <laughs> I remember, um, like, all our friends, we all came up with this big zombie apocalypse plan. I yeah. don't know if you were there for it, but 
Like, that's all we talked about in school. No, yeah. I, I do remember that. <laughs> we had we had it all planned out. Yeah. We all want to survive, but let's be real. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I always hated that note. I'm like, oh, it'd be so cool. Like, it'd be, that'd be so bad. Like, oh, no. No. No running water? No electricity? No medical service? No thanks. Yeah. I was never into The Walking Dead, but if you want a really good zombie story... If it's a podcast, you should listen to We're Alive, a oh. story of zombie survival. Yeah. It's I so listened to that good. a long time ago. Um, They're coming out with, like, a new one, too. I should maybe give it another listen. Okay, my dad, who does not listen to podcasts, does not read, does, <laughs> has pretty much no interest in anything that I like, <laughs> except for Bondi Rescue. <laughs> He listened to it, because he had nothing better to do. I think he went hunting or something. He had nothing better to do. And he loved it. That's funny. Yeah, he really enjoyed it. So, even my dad liked it. Um, I was going to say... Oh, also, if you haven't seen Zombieland, where have you been? We're getting a sequel. Right? I'm excited. Oh, my God. When, um, When I lived in, like, on 8th Street... Yeah. Uh, I there used to be like this trail, and I would go running there every morning. And I listened to this. Um, it was almost like a podcast. It was called Zombies Run, mm-hmm. and it'd sync up to your Spotify and your music. And it was yeah, or like an audiobook. It was this continuous story, and every day was a different episode, and like it would continue on to the story. And so it kind of start the intro. It kind of tell you what your mission was. Then you'd listen to your music, and then in the middle would be like, oh, you collected a water bottle or an emergency, like, a first aid kit. But now that, like, I don't really run outside very much, I don't really listen to it anymore, but it was it was fun. And then when yeah. my, my dad told me he wanted to take up jogging, and I was like, oh, you should listen to Zombies Run, and, like, he really liked it, too. But my dad, he, like, my dad likes podcasts and audiobooks, so. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you're into the zombie fad... Mm-hmm. Then there was, like, that one book, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Oh, my God, yeah. I, I never read it, but I always wanted to. I remember our one particular buddy at the time was, was like, so angry. How can you do that to Pride and Prejudice? I'm like, oh, shut up. I love retellings. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so, um, Doomsday, baby. I don't know why I named the document that. You know what? I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, lay it on me. I got Doomsday, my melatonin. Baby. Yeah, right? Okay, so I'm going to butcher everything because it's a lot of Japanese, though I'm actually pretty good at pronouncing Japanese names, but just because I'm a... If you speak Japanese, let us know how well she does. But I watched a lot of anime back in the day. Oh, of course. (laughs) So you're a pro. (laughs) Oh, completely. (laughs) Anyway, um, but I don't know how to pronounce this, and I tried looking it up and it didn't make any sense or whatever. So uh, I got a cult for you. It's called... Oh, yeah, by the way, I'm doing a doomsday cult. I mean, I knew that, but I just assumed everyone else did too. <laughs> okay. So, I gotta call it for you. It's called Om Shinrikyo. Om Shinrikyo. And I think I just call it Om from now. Okay. Now so, also now known as Aleph, which means Supreme Truth, uh, it started off as, as most of my favorite cults do. A yoga class. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Let's 
It's always yoga. Right? What kind oh of shit gosh. am I getting myself into right? when oh I do yoga? God. I don't know, man. It was ran by Shoko Asa- Asahara in his one-bedroom apartment in the Shibuya ward of Tokyo way back in 1984. Mm-hmm. Mixing Hindu and Buddhist beliefs through yoga and meditation. But as the yoga group gained traction, it began to get the sho- to Shoko Asahara's head. He would call himself Christ and the first enlightened one since Buddha. Eventually, the beliefs expanded to those of apocalyptic Christian prophecies as Asahara became obsessed with them. He believed in a doomsday prophecy that there would be a World War III perpetuated by the United States of America. I mean, yeah. Yeah, right? I put it in my notes. I was like, props not wrong, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone would die except for those who were in Alm. Their mission was to spread the word of salvation and survive the end times. Oh, by the way, this cult's still around and I'm probably going to die after this. Uh, I think they're too busy preparing for the end I of the world. I sure hope to, so. Because they killed a lot of people. To listen podcast. Supposedly. I'm not saying anything. Mm-hmm. I'm not implying. I'm just reading what I found on Wikipedia. Well, tell so. me about it. <laughs> Alms began to publish comics and animated cartoons to spread its word and appeal to wider audiences through themes such as space missions, powerful weapons, world conspiracies, and quests for ultimate truth. Alms' Christian and Buddhist ideas began to draw in young and educated citizens who were not attracted to boring sermons, but who desired something more and meaningful than the corporate jobs that they were destined for. Hmm. It was known as a religion for the elite, giving it even more appeal to the curious to be members. So, yeah, lots of their peeps were, like, young university peeps. Yeah, I hear that's a common thing among cults mm-hmm. and, like, professionals. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, as I was reading through this all, I, I was seeing a lot of parallels between this one and that, the one I covered in the cult episode. Mm-hmm. So, advertising and recruitment activities dubbed the Om Salvation Plan included claims of curing physical illnesses with health improvement techniques, realizing life goals by improving intelligence and positive thinking, and concentrating on what was important at the expense of leisure. This was to be accomplished by practicing ancient techniques, or sorry, ancient teachings. Om became one of the quickest growing religious groups in Japan and became recognized as its own religious organization in 1989 nationally i guess okay because instead of just a cult they're like they're a religious group i guess i don't know well don't you have to like get a certain number of people to be considered a religion so yeah there's rules around it its practices remain secret initiation rituals often involve the use of hallucinogens yep I can't say that word fast. Hallucinogens. Hallucinogens. Such as LSD. Classic. Religious practices often involved extremely ascetic. Or no, sorry. It's ascetic. That one I did look up how to say. (laughs) Ascetic practices claimed to be yoga. These included everything from renunciants being hung upside down to be given 
or all the way to be given chalk therapy. Yeah. So they did lots of bad things, people. Damn. To to join. Oh, the, I hate their being cult. upside down. Oh, I know, right? It sucks. They were known for accusing their members of fraud, holding members against their will, forcing members to donate mo- money, and even killed a member who tried to leave in 1989. <laughs> yeah. An anti-cult lawyer named Tsutsumi Sakamoto threatened um, with a lawsuit that could have left them bankrupt. Sakamoto had done a talk show for a Japanese TV channel, who then showed the group, like the cult, without Sakamoto's knowledge, which ultimately led to the group to murdering Sakamoto and his family. This case had not been resolved until 1995. The cult became known for assassinations on anyone who opposed their actions. They had a list going. They literally had a list of people they wanted to assassinate. Because because they they didn't like their cult. Damn. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking... I don't know why this reminded me of this old Dr. Phil episode. Oh my gosh. Of this one, like, 13-year-old girl that, like, would always fight people. And he's like, why are you always fighting everyone? Because they're saying bad things about me. And then he goes, do you know how many people I'd have to fight, like, who said bad, yeah, bad things about me? And I'm thinking, how many people would I fight, like, have to fight if they were all saying bad things about me? Don't say bad things about the pod, because we'll fight you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh yes, with our vicious dog Loki. <laughs> sleeping oh my right god! Now. Last week we fired ourselves. Do you remember that? Yes, we did. So Loki, hello. He's sleeping on the job. Wow. And still we still a got better fired? podcast host. Yeah, still a better podcast host than us. <laughs> uh, for those who don't follow us on Twitter, uh, you should. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so back to um. They attempted an anthrax epidemic that ultimately failed, but the next time they weren't so lucky. Okay, we'll keep going. <laughs> I'm interested. <laughs> they managed to create sarin, which is a very potent poisonous nerve agent, paralyzing the lungs when inhaled and leaving the victim to suffocate to death without within minutes of contact. Unless they get, like, a cure thingy. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. An antidote? Antidote, thanks. You're welcome. That word. On the night of the 27th of June in 1994, the cult carried out a chemical weapon attack against civilians when they realized or released sarin in the central Japanese city of Matsumoto, Nagano, with the help of, com- of converted refrigerator truck, members of the cult released a cloud of sarin which floated near the homes of judges who were overseeing a lawsuit concerning a real estate dispute which was predicted to go against the cult. This Matsumoto incident killed eight and harmed 500 more people. Police investigations focused only on an innocent local resident, Yoshiyuki Kuno, and failed to implicate the cult at the time. So, they uh they did get ca- caught later, but not at the time, which seems to be ongoing trend with this cult. Mm. The morning of March twentieth, nineteen ninety five, OM members released a compound close to that of Sarin on five trains in the Tokyo subway system. They killed thirteen citizens, critically injured fifty four, and affected over nine hundred, nine hundred, nine hundred others. Some even claim up to 6,000 people were affected by the sarin. 
all because the group had been tipped off about potential raids on their facilities and therefore planned a mass attack to take news and police coverage off of the alms cult's tails. But it didn't work, and police continued their mass raid of the alms compounds. Finally, the cult's activities had been revealed. Police found explosives, chemical weapons, a Russian helicopter, more sarin, and laboratories for creating LSD, methamphetamine, Meth, truth serum, millions of U.S. dollars, and cell blocks, some containing prisoners still. So there's people. The Om cult said the chemicals were for fertilizers. Yeah, we're just good old farmers. (laughs) But this didn't stop over 150 members from being arrested. Asahara, you know, the yoga dude was finally found hiding within a wall of a cult building known as the Sixth Satian. Satian. I don't know. Satian. And was arrested. Asahara was initially charged with 23 counts of murder and 16 other offenses. The trial, dubbed the trial of the century by the press, ruled Asahara guilty of masterminding the death, sorry, the attack and sentenced him to death. The indictment was appealed unsuccessfully. A number of high-ranking cult members also received death sentences. The group underwent a number of transformations in the aftermath of Asahara's arrest and trial. For a brief time, Asahara's two preteen sons officially replaced him as gurus. It regrouped under the new name Aleph, which I had mentioned earlier, in February, February of 2000. It announced a change in doctrine. Religious texts related to controversial Buddhist doctrines and the Bible were removed. The group apologized to the victims of the sarin gas tax and established a special compensation fund. Asahara and six other members were finally executed by hanging in July of 2018. So it took like over 10 years. Yeah. Which is insane. Um, so some of the the members were Shoko Asahara, who was the leader mm-hmm. of the Om Shinrikyo. <laughs> um, Yoshihiro, Yoshihiro Inu, Inu, Om's head of intelligence and chief coordinator of the Tokyo subway attack. Tomomitsu Nimi, the getaway driver for Ikkyo Hayashi, one of the perpetrators of the Tokyo subway attack. Tomomasa Nakagawa, a perpetrator of the Sakamoto family murder. Kyohai Hayakawa, Om's construction minister, convicted of strangling a young cult member in 1989, suspected of dissidence. So that, I believe, is the one that I mentioned her mm-hmm. earlier. Saiki Endo, the head scientist of Om Shinrikyo. And Masami Suchia. Om Shinrikyo's chief chemist and director of the sarin gas manufacturing. So, stuff is still going on this to this day. Just earlier this year, on New Year's Day, there was a car attack, I believe, conducted in Tokyo um, because it was in retaliation of Asahara's uh, hanging. His oh. death sentence. So yeah, these peeps be still happening, and um, I wrote uh, my very last line says, "Please don't at me." <laughs> don't at me, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I just, I'm just reporting what the the internet says. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think they're preoccupied. <laughs> I sure hope so. <laughs> I just get banned from Japan or something. That'd be funny. <laughs> Please don't ban me. Yeah, that'd be quite unfortunate. Though I highly doubt. Like, why would I mean? I, I don't think Japan would ban. Yeah. Me, but I, if I went there, I'd have to watch them back. Do we have a listener in Japan? No, Korea, South Korea. Right. Which, like, hello, if you yeah, listen to hi. us in South Korea, like, who are you? We also got, we got India. In, yeah. And Mexico. Yeah. And the Philippines. Uh-huh. And there was, like, other ones, I can't remember. There's a bunch in Europe that yeah. I get mixed up with all Yeah, the time. me too. But hello, please email hi. us. Hi. And whoever left that super nice review... Oh my god, I totally forgot! Um, did... Okay, I sent it to you, right? Here, let me... Uh, yeah, so the other day I was like, I wonder if we got any more reviews. And we did! I don't know how long it was there. I, like, didn't check for a while. Oh, here it is. I won't read the review, but... The username is ghost underscore lyric. So thank you so much for your review. Thank you for reviewing. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Yeah. And if you're a listener who maybe hasn't left a review yet, please do so on iTunes. Yeah, please. Especially if you're on American iTunes. Yeah. So people can find us. Yeah, because we're hard to find on there. Yeah. Don't know why. Yeah. Like, how hard is it to find the woods? Like, everybody knows where the woods is. <laughs> oh my god I'm about to like fall down <laughs> I am just hilarious what can I say I think I think you're right I think you are hilarious <laughs> always a shout out to Canadian girl yeah. from nothing ever happens in Canada also if anyone wants to do a promo swap please please contact us we love doing promo swaps you can contact us by emailing us at <laughs> The Woods Podcast at gmail.com. We're on Instagram at The Woods Podcast. We also got a Twitter that is hilarious. So go tweet us at The Woods. It's not The no, Woods. No, it's not The Woods. It's go tweet us at Woods Podcast. Yeah. And we'd like to thank Jason Shaw for our theme, Running Waters. Running Waters! <laughs> Make sure you're preparing for the end of the world. And we'll see you next time. See ya. Maybe. The world doesn't end.